Welcome to Changemaker Rehab. Changing the world is exhilarating and overwhelming. Join me, Heather McDougall, as I host bold leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and changemakers on the front lines of the world's most pressing challenges. Discover what it means to be empowered by your mission rather than consumed by the magnitude of the problem you're trying to solve. Together, step-by-step, we stand on the legacy of others and create the world we dream about. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Changemaker Rehab. Uh, I'm Heather McDougall, and today we have a really amazing guest, Jay Walker, artist who I met in North Dakota. We're just going to let the conversation help introduce you. Uh, but welcome. So awesome to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am very excited. Very excited to be here. A little, a little nervous. I, I don't do podcasts often, but I had to say yes to you because I loved your kind energy and and spirit and so I was like okay I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this every <laughs> once in a while so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna kind of jump off I you're the person I'd like to dive into with that oh my gosh I appreciate that so much because I think you're definitely not alone so many creators <laughs> right you have a it's your space it's your own I don't know. Identity. Well, yeah, and I think we, yes, it's so often I'm asked to put words to things constantly in my work. And it's hard for me because I'm like, I'm, I'm not a poet and I'm not a writer. Mm-hmm. And I love those art forms. They, I turn to them for inspiration all the time in my own work. But it's like, well, I'm a visual painter because there is no words. I can't, I can't articulate it enough or in the right way. My words are through line, shape, texture, color. And that's the way that's my love language into the world. And so that's my poem and my prayer. But at the same time, I think that it's a gift that in another way that we can do these podcasts and share more and people want to learn. And I know as I've dove into the podcast world, I've genuinely appreciated getting to know people on the other side in an authentic way. And so I was like, okay, I got to try this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, and there's so much you're talking about there, this relationship between the artist and the viewer and the interpretation that everybody has. So you're in this really sort of amorphous communication space, (laughs) but that's like altogether magical yet somehow who actually really knows what anybody's really thinking. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And I think when I entered into worlds, whether it's a museum or art gallery, or just like dive deep into history of an artist, I feel like it was a world that didn't exist. And it's now you you're you're creating that new world, or especially in abstract art. And that's my, you know, my soft spot is that it is truly not, not something are, you know, specific that you're seeing or telling someone to see. And so at the same time, it can be whatever world you want. And that's what is so beautiful from each from each viewer, they can create their own world and there's no right or wrong. That's their world. And whatever emotion was provoked, that's their emotion. And that, and you provoke something. And as a creator, that's what I hope I could provoke any emotion. If you hate it, it's, it's an emotion. If you, if you love it or you're contemplating, it's still, it's still something, but you're kind of creating another world. And so, like you said, then within that, sometimes it's, it's a, it's a hard place, or I, I tend to not want to give too many words to it because I don't want to narrow that or try to have someone only see that. And then if you start going down that path, they only want to see that, or they feel wrong for going over here. And so it's kind of that fine dance. It's so interesting. You know, I think as you're, as you're talking, I'm also <laughs> thinking about different kinds of change makers who I know mm-hmm. interact in like 
are in this audience and things that they can relate to. And you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your art out mm-hmm. there. So some point of view, even if we don't put a literal definition on it, yep. it's obviously sharing a point of view. And mm-hmm. you're talking about the way it gets received. And sometimes it's like, it's what feels positive, but I'll, there's yep. probably times where it's not. <laughs> and I think that level of vulnerability is something so many of us can relate to whether we're putting our product out into the market or research or, you know, whatever, as you were describing, Mm -hmm. what's that, that gift, how, how is this stuff being shared into the world? And so each of us can relate on that level of the vulnerability it takes. What, Mm -hmm. uh, what has been your journey, especially in what do we call it? (laughs) Fine art to, to the reviews. How is that? And by the way, thank you so much for saying that you are do abstract fine art. I completely forgot to mention that, but yeah, it'll be oh, in the description. Yes. So people description, will have yes. an idea. Abstract but. expressionism. <laughs> yes. Um, I, yeah, I should have said, hi, I am J. I Walker. Totally forgot. Abstract. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think that that's a really great question. And I also to like, go back to like what you were saying is it's hard to narrow it because I think I am an entrepreneur. I think I'm a creator. I think I'm a visual painter. I'm, I'm not just a visual painter. I'm a drawer. I'm a visionary. And I think we, I would never identify myself as an active activist, but I think we're any voice you use, you're, you're using it hopefully for the good or to change a perspective or to open someone's eyes to one perspective down one road. And I think at the same time, that's kind of that lane I, I've stayed in because at the same time, you know, you can't, if you don't stand for, if you stand for too many things, you really don't stand for anything, you know, the saying or however it goes, but yeah. it's trying to just say, okay, here's what I stand for. And I'm really, really passionate about artists and young people and, you know, or anybody, even I've had some older people and later in life start over and find a career in the arts and it's never too late to to go down that path but at the same time I've also had to learn that you can't just be a painter drawer that I've had to learn accounting and law and business Mm -hmm. and entrepreneur and kind of like back to what you're saying when you're starting a business you've had to tap into your creative side and be an artist in this way as well that I think is beautiful. And I think that when we lean on each other and which was so fun to meet you and come across that we have a deep, deep respect for each other. Cause we've all, even though we maybe don't exactly do what we, what you've done, I, I can understand the depth of the vulnerability it takes to launch anything out in the world and put anything that you have created that didn't exist before that now you have created and putting out into the world. And I think that that's a, a different language that we speak or a different arena that maybe we're in. And that if viewers, you know, that are listening, that if you're trying and you're doing that, and even if you failed, you're in that arena, like none of us that have gotten here, it may look like it was overnight it's success. It may look like it, it's easy at this point, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of failed or emotional lows. <laughs> you know, the highs are so high. Um, and there's no glass ceiling. And so that's what I love sitting in this position is there's no glass ceiling that if I would be talking to myself 10 years ago or five years ago, I've already shattered those glass ceilings that I set. So it's kind of just this fun place to sit in and scary. It's like, okay, now jump, jump higher. (laughs) The the goals are bigger. The dreams are bigger. And then it's, you know, and then acknowledging, Hey, but look how far you've come and, and where you're at. And, anybody who's done that is 
been there and been vulnerable and sharing it. And with that comes good and bad and people supporting and people not. And, you know, so yeah. around. Well, it's, it's this dance between like this, the growth mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And so like you were talking mm-hmm. about, there's, then there becomes the next okay. opportunity, the next challenge, the next I always think about it in yeah. as edges, right? Okay, I'm pushing another oh, edge. Good. I'm, I'm. There's always a friction point where we're always struggling in a sense. I think of struggling in like evolutionary terms of mm-hmm. that's how progress happens. But yeah, we so never fully like, arrive, or we don't want to fully arrive. Right, I feel like that's when you become stagnant or in this kind of yeah place that so isn't. Totally. And I think when we have this mix of growth mindset, but then also being able to honor like what are some of the highest highs as well as like what are some of the lowest lows? Mm. Because Mm -hmm. it just is this reminder to really try to be so present (laughs) in all of it because it's all equally good and bad all the time. (laughs) Yes. And be present and be like, this is really good, Jessica. This is okay. This low is really low. Remember (laughs) you asked to be able to do that next thing. It's going to suck for a little bit, (laughs) but you'll get there. No. And with art and specifically with feedback, right? That the negative reviews to me in art, like with what you describe is such a beautiful illustration of what I think we can all really hope to attain. It's not that maybe negative reviews don't sting. And I'm curious <laughs> about your view on that. But I really do believe that as an art appreciator, whether it's music mm-hmm. or fine art or mm-hmm. whatever, I can appreciate artistry, even if it's not something where like the voice for whatever reason yeah. does, does or doesn't speak just to different. me. Well, yeah. I think like there's no, there's no place of success is such a weird word to me. And I, it's, it's always what people will say, well, you've arrived or you're successful. And it's like, we're not arriving. Success is there. And the most successful person like Lady Gaga would say some of those hurt. It hurts the reviews or what negative, but does it mm-hmm. stop her? No. And so I think it doesn't mean you, you gain really thick skin. You gain to not listen to the noise, but also what voices um, are truly supporting you. And I know it's, it's finding those people that truly support you when you're down. And then when you're high, the, if they're just on there for the highs, they're not really your supporter. If they're just beating you up and liking it when you're low, those aren't. And so it's that fine line. And, and I know I've been lucky to have a pool of really incredible women entrepreneurs that are fighting, you know, in generations before me that supported and in this current and the next I've been fortunate and it's, and they all have such different paths. And so, but yet that same goal or striving. So it's been awesome to kind of like lean on that. And and they've been like, yes, I've been there or I've been through that. And, And it looks different maybe in my field, but they're all creating something. And I think, Define that circle and to really lean into that because you can't stop the negative. And the more the more successful mm-hmm. or the more bigger you come, more comes with it. <laughs> you know, and whether that's through jealousy, whether that's through lying, whether someone wants to tear you down or is uncomfortable with where you're at and maybe where their life is isn't where they thought it would be. And so you can find in those moments, it's like that what you're telling me isn't a reflection of me. That's really a reflection of you and where you're at. And so mm-hmm. if you're young learn to differentiate that right away. I say that's the biggest thing because 
it could hold you back and stop you or numb you and you don't want that and but it's it's not easy that's this is fucking hard I'll say it yeah it is so hard I mean you can probably speak to that any but us that are it's it's not easy and I think it's not made if you want something easy or comfortable then then this isn't for you but if you're willing to sit in that uneasy or uncomfortable you will get through anything and can do anything how I agree with you completely and yeah. you know how you're describing this. I'm curious for you, how have you learned to identify which supporters are really in that circle versus mm. I'm not really sure what the right, I kind of want to say convenient supporters mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that's quite the right thing, but there's just exactly as you grow, there's more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So the way that we choose between yep. who we're spending our time with, it doesn't necessarily mean it one's better or not, it's just maybe a better alignment. And oh, for sure. I I'm think, curious. Yeah, how there's no you... better human or, you know, people come and come in mm-hmm. your life and out of your life and it's ebb and flow. Um, I think what I have found in, in that is there's also like people that truly genuinely support you, but maybe scared for you. Um, this is not the conventional path <laughs> that I mm-hmm. chose. I was fortunate from a young age to have parents that were like, do what you love and you will be successful or make money. If you do something for money, if you do something for status, for any other reason of what's practical, you will not be successful or love it. And and it's a long life to live. And I think because I'm giving so much of my time and energy to this, it is a long life. Like I'm glad I'm giving it to a business. That's my company that I'm growing to my art, to something in it. I have to be creating. And I say this all the time. It's like breathing. If I cannot do it, I I mean, I can't breathe. It's like the function of my life and sustainability to survive. And so it's either way I'm going to be doing it. And I think Mm -hmm. there's kind of that shift when it's like, all of a sudden, this is your income and survival. It's maybe it wasn't just a hobby. It's like, this is my career. And there can be different like weight to that. So then I have to find other hobbies <laughs> sometimes to step away mm-hmm. and be like, okay, I need a mental break. I need a stimulation, a creative break, just like jump into cooking and food and, you know, chopping and finding new recipes is kind of my fun creative break or dancing or, you know, something else. But that is always a question. It, it does become different when it's now your career versus your hobby. But if you aren't passionate and, and find that, that will people will pick up on that on a you know that it's not authentic mm-hmm. and and then that just isn't it, it it won't you won't survive you know you can't you can't sustain that and so I think kind of to be mindful of that moving forward it's like a it's just really what I hear you describing it's the self awareness and the mm-hmm. more self aware you are as an artist and what you want for your business and what makes you more successful. Like the better you are, the happier you are, (laughs) then the better your art and the better the business. So learning how to design that life in a way that Mm -hmm. really works for, for who you are. It's kind of, kind of yes. what I hear. <laughs> I, think, I, um, I think, yeah, I think it is. And then there's always, you know, you just keep, keep pushing new, new levels of uncomfortableness or be like, well, I could kind of take it this way. And that didn't work. It doesn't mean it fa- it failed, but it doesn't mean it didn't completely fail. You learn something, but just keep going, you know, and that's the oh my gosh. that people have defined. I'm going <laughs> to make a note about pivots. Well, let's see yeah. that could be, maybe I'll talk about that, but I want to for sure, make sure I touch on a little bit of hmm, how to set this up in a way. What I, where I'm going is a cause or um, mm. that 
that you really feel drawn to, whether it's through your art or just through you as a person. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, I'm curious, like just kind of what comes to mind when I um, kind of yeah, talk about I a cause. That, yeah. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of things. I think one is more people chasing after it truly being an artist or running after that. And, and nowadays um, that can look so different. Like art is built into so much. So I, you know, I, when I speak to the young next generation, I always say you're at a really great place in our timestamp of this world. Like I can live in the middle of North Dakota and sell my wor work all across the country with social media. People are buying stuff online and spending a lot of money never have seen that in person, that painting or my work, you know, we're at this place where that's just comfortable and normal and beautiful. And everybody has a visual presence. Every company has to have a visual presence. So as creators and artists, like you, you get to be at this tipping point and you can go down so many different avenues. Like the font on my website is a specific font just made by an artist. Like I was like, why would I just get a font? Like I want to support another mm -hmm. artist and I want to support another artist that creates websites, and I want to support an artist that does photos. I mean, I think we like in how many artists that I got to support just in my company alone, launching is so beautiful. And then second is the gap, the gender gap in the art world is still so prevalent and it's not as spoken or unaware. Um, I think, and then beside that, I mean, I try to stay in, in my lane of what I have, what I have the knowledge or speaking of, but then minority is even worse, you know, um, mm -hmm. as a white woman, I'm much more lucky than women of color is even less in, in mm -hmm. an art scene. And when I say that I'm talking women curators, women art museum that have any high positions that run art um, galleries, I've probably worked with one woman <laughs> in, in this tour through North Dakota that I just finished. I was actually surprised that I got to work with a lot of women, which I was grateful for because it's not the norm. I think 3% of women make up museums in our country. And so we're talking, if you look back at history, and that is really staggeringly, staggering, like that is so low <laughs> that it's, yeah. it's crazy. And I think that they're trying to close that gap, but you know, as it was, that isn't what is there. So we have to change now and really be conscientious and which we see, you know, across all demographics. But I think it that's my calling or my choice mm -hmm. right now is be like, okay, let's, let's be aware of this and how, how can we change this? How can we become in, in front of it? It's like 3%, I mean, 10% in museums, I think it's, and it's not, that's like, well, if there were more talented women, if there were, it's like, no, they were there. I think like Clint, was one of my, you know, favorite artists. And I remember seeing her show in New York City. And I thought I didn't pay attention in art history. I was like, what's wrong with me? And it just came out. And I sat back. And as I read it, it was like, no, she was before abstract expressionists exist, but they would have had to gone back and changed the dates and the history. And they literally, you'll see paintings of like male artists that copied her, but her work was dated and signed before, but they got the credit. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it existed. She just wasn't in the, she wasn't allowed in the arena. She wasn't stopped, mm -hmm. like seen as that. And it, so she went through her lifetime and I mean, made some money on the side doing other, but her true abstract work was never seen. And she left it to her nephew and said, don't show this till 20 years after I'm dead. And he did. And he presented it to many museums. And um, finally, the Guggenheim Museum, you know, was the first to show it. And that's where I got to see it. And it's a circular museum, if anyone knows, and it goes up mm -hmm. and 
journals before that museum was built and existed, she manifested that this work would be shown in that. And so I think it just gave me chills and goosebumps of like, not just as women, but like anything in life, like we manifest, it happens, but there's something to be said about having that vision board. I have like, you know, five in my mm-hmm. studio or writing it down or saying that, that it's not a waste of time. And that if we really want it, we have to fight for it and seek it. I'm lucky enough to be alive and sell my work, but so I'm grateful for those women in history that mm-hmm. were phenomenal and paved the way that gave me the freedom to even have my own credit card and start my own business. It wasn't that long ago. We couldn't even have something in our name as women. And I'm grateful for the work that, you know, you know, that was done before us, like <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know I mean? Like what she did to even separate that, but it's like, okay, what is my work now that I can do mm-hmm. so that this is set up for the next generation or what that looks like. And not that I'm comparing myself <laughs> to those women, but I also think it's also, I just hear people say, and I know the environmental work you're doing is incredible is, well, I can't change it. I can't do it. It's like, no, each of us in our small, small part, if we all did a little bit collectively would have such a big impact, but using that excuse just doesn't work anymore. You know, like, well, I can't change that. I can't do that. And so I feel just that voice of talking about it, like what we're doing here, talking about it, letting others hear that maybe had no idea. Wait a minute. I didn't know that. And it's like, who knows who's going to be the next, (laughs) right? Right. Ruth Bader Ginsburg or the like, or these massive figures in history who are so incredible. And that's obviously not the, that's not why we, why we move forward yet at the same time, it's like, of course we should be like, we can be like Ruth. Of course we should be able to say Mm -hmm. that because we're totally capable of it. And that's why it's so important to have those figures to pave the way. Um, and I absolutely agree though. It's like every, we don't even know the ripple effect that woman you were describing, right. That was literally a (laughs) multi-generational like plan in a way in order Mm -hmm. for her voice to get out because so much of it is timing. And I was even thinking of that with like with women and Mm -hmm. with art history of, well, you were mentioning how uh, this artist's work was basically copied and sold by men because women had no rights in these regards or yeah, women who would be hired by a, obviously a man. Well, yeah. And a lot of men, took their and then wives' just take work their... and signed it as painters. <laughs> yes. So if we go back in history, a lot of it, it's, it was pretty prevalent or their, their wives had better art careers or better artwork. We just don't hear about them because in that time or that generation, it was unacceptable. But like now I think it's coming forth. Now we're seeing it and that's a cool. I also think it's, you mentioned this too, that the, the relationship of this, like with women art is mm-hmm. absolutely unfair and uneven and based off of really unjust things in the past. And Mm -hmm. there are other things, like you mentioned, other injustices and misrepresentations of other groups of people whose work has also been stolen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, but I think it's important to acknowledge that it's like, oh, these are parts where we can relate. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. women artists and other people who have been misrepresented, like these are places where the voices are really saying very similar things. Um, I know. And and then I like to just say it's March women's history month. So I'm like, this is such a great conversation. Yeah. (laughs) It's perfect. I get to sit down with you. It just, it's just, but 
to continue that conversation, you know, outside this month. And it's a simple, even a simple act of a mother teaching their kids art, you know, talking about it. It doesn't have, you don't have to be on a platform or have a huge way to speak in the small, subtle, it's like, this can have such a ripple, ripple effect. And if I, if I always say, if I raise, like we talked about when this room, can you raise your hand and tell me how many, you know, women athletes, you know, how many women artists, you know, it's really, really difficult to get five, you know, they, women directors, when, you know, you start going down the list, but if you ask them to say, Hey, can you name five male athletes? Boom, boom, boom. Anybody five, five male painters, artists, boom, boom, boom. It's no big deal. So it's just those different things that we can start opening or educating. That's where my passion or I get excited or the blood, the blood boiling and where it's like, yeah. okay, I, I really want to change that. So it's just part of a conversation five female band, like an only female band. It's like we, it's hard or they have to think about it. Totally. But. I remember the event that I met you, it was a, like a wine and food tasting and art. <laughs> and it's so fun. And you were talking about those statistics and, you know, we both are from North Dakota and also have, you know, views that we want to share <laughs> in <laughs> the state that even having this conversation about the right differences in what it is to be a female mm -hmm. artist versus a male artist. These conversations um, certainly weren't happening. I feel like when I was in high school, which I think we were in high school, similar mm -hmm. times, um, at least not in this, in this way. So I think it's so yeah. cool. And I personally was also motivated to be like, yes, we have to keep using our voice and showing up, even if that's literally just us being <laughs> just like existing. At a wine night, you know, yes, existing, but it's, and that was what I was excited to see, like of the past of what you've created and what you've done was fascinating, but to come back to your hometown, I came back to my hometown and I have a pool of women that have come back. I mean, ma males too, but I just say this phenomenal women that we are, we're not embittered and we are, we've seen that world, but we want to see the change. And so instead of being embittered and mad or sad, it's like, if we want to see the change, then we have to be here and we have to pave that way, or at least try to stay here and change it and give that perspective. If everyone just moves off and says, Oh, I hate it here. Or I don't agree with the views or I don't like how they process mm -hmm. it then it'll just keep happening. And so I think that there was something that is like, I'm mindful of my studio being here in North Dakota, you know, traveling, going off and seeing that and sharing or being other places. But the work that you're doing, there's there just, there's a stance right there of saying, hey, we are in North Dakota and, and we do love this community. And this community, it's not, it's, there is a lot of support and I'm grateful at the same time because who knows if, you know, if I would technically get that, you know, in any other community, I, I'm not bashing North Dakota at the same time. And I think that's another thing is like, there is a beautiful amount of people and support here. And a lot of different opinions are good, you know, too, at the same right. time. It's like, it's not a bad, we all have, have different in that. So it's just having that conversation, I think mm -hmm. is, is the most important and, and being able to, and I try not to only have friends that think one way. And that's the beauty. It gets me thinking in different ways or open-minded. So Absolutely. That's one of my favorite parts about, you know, in a lot of the work I do, even just well, mostly globally in the sense yeah. of outside of the <laughs> yeah. U.S., although some, some in the U.S. and now being back, but it's, it's that the diversity of opinion and the diversity of perspective is what I think is so valuable and interesting. And it's not necessarily a like, oh, I don't want people to have a point of view that they have here. I just think 
that the world is better when we all can understand each other a little bit better. So, you know, it's like, how do we, how do we help do that? One of the things that that I really want to make sure that I ask you is we're talking about like really highs or lows. I'm Mm. curious about what were, what is one of those moments where you're like, wait a second, (laughs) is this my life? Like I've been asking for this and now it's here, like whatever, if it's big, it's small, but I'm like, what are, I'm curious Mm -hmm. to know what, what one of those moments has been for you. I mean, there is a lot, but there's like this story, you know, that guy always come back to that I feel is this really pivotal, um, turning point career wise, mindset wise, um, listening to my gut reassurance of, Uh, that was one of my first really big painting that I had did. It was like 120 inches by 120 inches. And I had just moved back from Chicago, kind of in this deflated, like low, low, what am I doing? Am I going to be creating art? I came back to North Dakota. I think I didn't even like touch, you know, I was just kind of working. Like I had to be working, but I knew nothing was coming out and I liked it, but it's, there's also a place of that, like just keep working, even though you don't like it. I wasn't selling anything. I had no mindset, but why am I creating? And and I think there's a lot of times I think it's good to keep reflecting on that yearly or how often, but it was that true of what am I doing? Why am I doing it? It has to be for something bigger than myself or I can't keep going. And I think I needed a wink from the universe and, and this happened. And but it, it, it also took like a process of two or three years, this piece. Mm-hmm. So I had this huge studio and I said, okay, I got to use this huge studio finally for the first time. And I just draped the biggest canvas I could get down the wall. And then it sat there. I was scared to put that first mark, the first mark, like, oh my gosh. Okay. Finally, I just threw some black, you know, paint, my signature kind of foundation. And then I didn't touch it again for a couple months, you know, and it was like nervous. And finally I got the courage up to kind of do it again. And then eventually it was like a daily, then it was just this daily ritual, put a mark on this canvas and it evolved and people would come in and out of the studio. You know, it's not open, it's private, but like, what are you doing, Jess? How are you going to ever sell this? Are you wasting your time? Are you wasting your money? Where's this Mm going to go? What home was ever, what commercial, you know, everybody just um, caring about you, but you're also like, I don't know. I just have to do this. And I had to listen to my gut and trust that. And I didn't know the answer either. And that was Mm -hmm. a scary, vulnerable place to be at. And it wasn't like I was sitting in a financial security either. So I think those are also when it's easy to make decisions at different levels financially when you're at one place, but it's to also really know in those moments and that low, low, and then it got to the highest high because I, well, so I brought it to a show in Fargo at a gallery and even it took like a team of people to get off the wall and in the trolley, where is this going to go? And I said, it's not coming back to the studio. I'm going to sell it. (laughs) So it's those manifestations that you have to tell yourself that, but you have to truly believe it. It wasn't, it's not just saying it. I believed it down to my cord and my bones and an alum of NDSU and an architect out in California um, saw it on social media and said, pretty much I want it. I'm flying in. And, and so it was that extreme high that I had that you just had to pinch yourself and it went into a home. So a home was big yes. enough for it. As everyone said, not a commercial. And then that client I had now had a relationship with and has bought many pieces mm-hmm. and, and just kind of that catapult that also put me in the trajectory of really big canvases that are my signature and, and what I love and I get, you know, the most high from. So I think it's kind of going on that roller coaster, if that answers <laughs> it indirectly yes. or all around and, um, is, is a place. And I think 
we can all feel that. But when you haven't or you're at the low, it's so hard. So it, you will rise and you will come from it. It, it just maybe isn't the timeline that you want or think, or I'm yeah. like, even after a year, you're like, wait a minute, I've been doing this a year. But now when I look back, I am like, what were those two decades? They were nothing, <laughs> you know? And you look back and it's like, why was I complaining? So yes, I think it goes so fast. Oh my gosh. There are so many things I want to continue talking about with you. <laughs> but I know, like- right? It's fun. It's fun. Well, thank you. I'm so glad our paths crossed. And that's what's fun. The universe kind of keeps pulling the right people or the, you know, totally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's this, I don't know, there's all kinds of things. My mind is completely sparked, but even on thinking about your goals and as you're using your voice and there, there's a piece of that self-worth, right? Mm-hmm. It's like believing, okay, believing we're connected to something bigger. Absolutely. Yes. And then seeing ourselves as meaningful within that. And there's a distinction between being selfish and being committed right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is, I'm called to do this and I have to respect that. And because of that, also there's a self-worth, which is where I'm saying with your business, it's like, we yep. do need to ask for that. And because of it, you're here in North Dakota and with the self-worth and the value that you are confident in, it allows you to connect to other places of the world too, right? That's all I'm saying. Yes. I think because I've met a lot of artisan, like beautiful artisan makers Mm. and choosing that mix of how artisan versus produced, you know, and where do you fit in the market and where do you reach? But for you, it's like, we get to still be in North Dakota. Any of us get to still Mm -hmm. be in North Dakota. You still get to do your craft, but as well as understand your self-worth and what and you connect with other art. artists yeah. around the world. Like I can be here and still have those friends and still, mm-hmm. you know, jump on, you know, zoom and podcasts and, you know, have a community. My assistants, you know, live in different parts of the country. And I, I just think that's, what's so beautiful. There's a lot of great things that is happening that can happen through this, you know, globally, you know, my art can get out there and be seen that, you know, maybe 10 years ago or 20 years, that wasn't a possibility either. So it's, it is so, um, not like mind blowing, <laughs> like when you think about it, but I also say to any person, you have a voice and you can use it. Just, I'm in it, sitting in a better seat sometimes that I have a platform to really talk about it. And my work as maybe that bridge and just even what I title pieces opens up a different conversation, but everybody has something to say. And only, only you have that gift to give to the world or what that is or how that is. And everybody is an artist. I always come back to that of their own art form and what that looks like. You may not be a visual artist or a musician or a poet, but you are a creator and what you, mm-hmm. you know, what you can create, it, you can put it to the world. And I think people get stuck on that or lost in that or compare. And I had to learn that young in the hard way. And I, I probably hung on to that comparison way too long. And I wish I could go back and be like, why, why'd you waste so much energy mm-hmm. and time? just let that go. And as soon as I could, I think that's another place where it kind of catapulted or it changed that trajectory of energy that was exuberated in comparing versus just do your thing. And it's going to be a different timeline. It's going to look different. You're going to get married at a different timeline, or even if you're not yet, or I'm going to have kids, maybe I won't have kids, you know, be able to have kids or have them, but it's just, it's all a different timeline. And to compare doesn't, you know, 
good, you know? And so I think, yeah, it's like, it doesn't allow the magic. I mean, it's, I keep, I call it magic. I don't, I'm not saying it's like spells making it happen, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, maybe there is, I have no idea what's really <laughs> happening out there, but that's more of just no, yeah. the faith and the unknown and, mm. and, and how things happen is Mm-hmm. We have to really lean into that, but without taking that action, without creating the momentum. And I think about it as the friction, like, okay, mm-hmm. I got to, I've got to create the movement in order for it to continue. Yeah. Um, and, I, and then we yeah. kind of not wait and see, but just, I like to think of it as getting ready to say yes. Yes. It's like, it's getting ready to say yes. You. I, yeah. I jump onto yeah. the magic family. And <laughs> I think that is, I believe in it. I believe in a lot, you know, and I think that's the fun part, you know, and yeah. I love talking to children about art or anything, you know, cause they're not scared of it and are embarrassed of the magic or believing or what they see in the work. And I think as we get older, somehow we lose that and yeah, that imagination or more or, analytic, right. We live in yeah. the, the justification side of, of life as a culture yeah. and not everywhere in the world yeah. does, but, uh, as a culture, yeah, we're so needing to prove things. And kiddos <laughs> don't have that yet. They just, yeah, there's between. kind of that, that fine line. And then as I'm heading and, you know, more closer to my forties now, but I'm like, I love Like, this is so fun. Like at the same time, you kind of go through that unwavering years where it's like my, the people in my circle, you mean, you know, each other, you know, who you are, mm-hmm. you're just at a different confident. You're, you don't care about the mundane things either anymore and you you have a newfound magic or just happy to be healthy or alive or what like hey what do I really want to be spending my days doing or who or how to what change do I want to see what conversations do I want to be having what podcasts do I want to be sitting down yeah (laughs) talking so um, then you know and you can filter out and I'm I have it's much easier to say no and, and set those boundaries than it was a long time ago. Cause you can't say yes to everything. And so it's finding that, um, what do you stand for and what do you want and where do you want to put it in? It's okay to say no. And then kind of sit back. And like you said, watch it happen. Cause it'll happen. Yep. It's like, you got to do what you got to do. Obviously you got to have food and stuff, but even with that, you can find the ways to get to find pretty aligned things that, help hold some sort of base while you're on, on your way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of how I, how I've seen it is like, not everything needs to be perfect, but keep knowing what's, yeah. What you are aiming for and how you what want you're it. aiming for. No, I get it. I held off on <laughs> starting a family, you know, for a long time. Cause it was like, I have to, I really want to make it. I want to make my own path and my own legacy in my career. And so I knew I didn't have to think of other people, you know, just myself. And, and those are, you know, we all have to have different sacrifices and kind of where mm-hmm. that's at, but that's also, a, you know, a beautiful blessing or choice I had. And I also want to be clear. I understand not everybody is, has, has that chance or opportunity either. Um, but I've met some pretty incredible humans that also figure out a way and make it. And they're an inspiration and too. Yeah. Had it. As I know you have globally and around the world has done good. So <laughs> we're all just built, like you said, I mean, gosh, we'll keep going. I'll, I'll wrap it with yeah. this for me is talking about legacy. I've come, maybe it does come with the, the age you, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm also in my upper or I'm like mid upper thirties, but I, that change of we're building on the legacy, 
And I don't want to say that I didn't have that awareness. I just think it's a different awareness as you become part of more generational shifts and experience them. I personally was never one that was like, oh, it's somebody else's fault completely. I'm like, we're all just building. Yeah, some people have caused problems, da, da, da. But as a whole, we're all just here building on the legacy of what we've been given. And so- Oh yeah, that's beautiful. what can I do with where I'm at? Like, what's the best I can do with where I'm at? Mm-hmm. And I can't personally feel necessarily guilty. I can just find activation. Yeah. Well, and I always say, like, give I give grace to myself, I of my past self to the past women mm-hmm. before me. Like, we all did the best we could at the time with the knowledge we had and the skills we had, you know. So it's also you can't hold in betterment and, and you have to let mm-hmm. that, you know, let that go is, is we all, there's things we could have did different or how, and, and how we saw it and interpreted it was is from that, but it could be, it's all abstract at the same time. I probably see the world way too abstractly, <laughs> but it's also like, I love it. that's how I interpreted it. And so it's just allowing that, like, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited but. to see how this episode comes out. Cause I really love existing in like a very, big existential <laughs> abstract space so i'm like oh yeah this conversation's grounded and somebody else will be like what in the heck were you guys even talking about we'll have to find out <laughs> but in any case yeah. um i'm so so happy we didn't even get into your name uh but uh, but yes we have yeah it's already been an hour i was like oh i know go. where are I we at? It. it feels like it's I only definitely. been like 10 minutes <laughs> Y'all look up Jay Wachter. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be for sure to link uh, all of the information about the art, the artist, where you can learn more. But really, really, really cool stuff. I'm sure that uh, we will be doing who knows whatever, but something else <laughs> together. So yes. thanks for doing well, thanks. this. Thanks for being yes. here. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs>